Hi, I'm Lindsay. I'm a brewer, certified Cicerone, and I have a cheese problem. I'm Tiffany, a certified Cicerone, educator, beer marketer, and take on too many projects. And this is Crack the Ceiling Podcast. Are you ready? Are we going? Are we recording on the podcast thing as well? Sure are. Okay. day good day i just i forgot that we are actually recording i got so excited that i got so excited to crack that beer on an actual microphone that i forgot that we're actually recording a podcast welcome to recording a podcast world uh back here in my living room (laughs) yay we're in tiff's living room but at least we're together tiff at least we are together it is a wild world we are (laughs) almost the last two left yep the last two standing playing covid dodgeball at this point um what's today's date today is the 8th of january when we are recording this episode um we are one week into the longest year ever (laughs) which is crazy to say in 2022 yeah that that's the game we're playing yeah man it's wild i i looked at our for those who don't know (laughs) everybody knows hopefully in australia we're just having a hard time people are getting knocked out left and right by covid people are having to stay at home and isolate for seven days it's taking ages to get your test results um venues are really short staff just everyone's getting wiped out at the moment, um, hospitality is really struggling. Yeah. Everyone's just really struggling. And we are eight days into this year and it's just, it's not looking good so far. But this podcast, we are not talking about this year yet. Tiff, we're talking about 2021. <laughs> we're here. We're here for the last year right now because it's it's that time of reflection. Yeah. It's the time where we wait for all the top lists to come out from the previous year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we thought, eh, we should probably reflect on our last year. Yeah. So the year of 2021 that was. <laughs> the year that was. And like, look, we probably should have done this at the end of 2021, but we came out of lockdown at end of October. And I think both of us have just been slammed since then. And like I said, people are being taken out of work last week. I was the only brewer that could be at work. So it's just people are out and everyone's just scrambling. I feel like at the moment, everyone's just like gathering up pieces and just trying to like keep moving. It feels like the first time in two years where if you were actually stocking up, it's because you actually were going to be stuck at home and couldn't go to the grocery store. Yeah. Whereas I felt like every other time when you were stocking up like a crazy person, (laughs) it was flat out dumb because you could still go grocery shopping. Yep. And now I feel like we're just playing the the dodgeball. Absolutely. Because you know it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Or you're going to spend a week in ISO. <laughs> yep. It's coming. It's coming. You don't know when you're going to get it. But we're not talking about this year, Tiff. <laughs> I know, I know. You're right. So, <gasps> First of all, we did crack open a beer. Um, did you even look at what we're drinking, Tiff? Did not really. <laughs> I just honestly, I really like the can. I yeah, the can's really pretty fun. cool. The can's and, great. All right, so... Mostly because Lynn's brought this, so I haven't had a look yet. This is the One Drop Brewing Co. up in Botany in Sydney. The Lupanus Maximus Hazy Micro IPA. 
2.9%. Yeah, 2.9% ABV, which when I cracked this open, I did not know that that's what it was. Um, I got this beer from HPA. Thank you, mm-hmm. HPA. It was Thanks, part of HPA. their uh, Lupo Max um, pack that they did. Uh, yeah, a bunch of different beers using Lupo Max pellets, which are just um, it's like a new a new thing that's coming out now that's just hit Australia um, that you're supposed to be able to get more hop utilization out of, um, less vegetative matter, blah, 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 less beer going down the drain. Um, yeah, so I, I haven't tried this. I'm excited to taste it with you. But 2.9%, it smells pretty good. It smells very um, – smells like a little bit of pine and some citrus lollies. Yeah, and I'm getting some – Maybe like passion fruit. Yeah, I was going to say there's some tropical in there, but mm-hmm. kind of like in that almost rotten tropical fruit kind of way. Kind of bad way. Okay, sorry. Very, very I ripe. just don't think that was the... <laughs> it's a very ripe tropical fruit. Mm, rotten fruit. With like a little bit of mold on it. That's not what I meant by rotten. <laughs> I apologize. I was not Yeah, maybe like overly ripe. You know when you have tropical fruit, and by tropical fruit I mean like... Mango, mangoes passion fruit pineapple papaya mm. and they get so ripe they're like super squishy yeah 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 yeah. that's that no. yes whereas almost it's like overripe yes yes i agree i agree with that um right it's really nice i think it's i'm always hesitant with low abv beers which i shouldn't be anymore no. because breweries are really but that's a conversation for a different day breweries are really stepping up their game though with low abb beers this has all the hot flavor like i would put this at like a five percent pale ale hazy pale ale Mm. it has a pretty nice body i'm always scared the body's gonna be a little bit thin but yeah i mean it's got the body yeah heaps of flavor it the the finish is a touch astringent but like for 2.9 percent am i super happy to drink this a hundred percent. Yeah, I think that's that's actually really good. Um, mm-hmm. good job, one drop. Um, thanks, one drop. Like yes, yeah, abso- absolutely pleased thanks. with that. And thank HPA. you, HPA. <laughs> All right, so Tiff, let's fucking get into it, man. All right, 2021. 2021. How did it happen already? I mean, oh. the thing is, like, it was a big year. It was a big year in beer. Yep. It was a big year for us. Yeah. It was the first year of Crack the Ceiling. Yeah. Um, it was a big year. It was. And we came out into 2021 unlike – like the first week of 2021 wasn't that bad, although Stomping Ground, we had like one positive case visit the <gasps> venue and everyone had to go home and the whole place had to be deep cleaned and it was, <laughs> it was still like that wild thing of like, oh, no, one case in the venue. And now it's like we don't even – know how many cases yeah because because australia's decided you can't catch covid unless you're in a home-like setting for four hours with a person um so tiff as long as we wrap this up under four hours then i'm i don't have to isolate um anyway so yeah so pretty much covid free when we came into 2021 last year here in australia there were beer festivals going on um resin fest happened saint kilda beer fest happened um we started crack the ceiling in march things were like just rootin tootin good beer week happened in may rootin tootin (laughs) things were just rootin tootin along you know um yeah and we had an amazing good beer week but we had two major lockdowns last year if we had way more than two. I mean, in Victoria, there were two 
periods of time in which we were locked down. Well, yeah, it's kind of all just one long period of time, though, because the amount of freedom that was... In between, I know. Right. So anyways, we, um, we, had, that, we had that freedom in May, right? Yeah. Good beer week. We were young, wild, and free and just living the life, even though all of this stuff had come out with Rat Magnet around the same time. Um, yeah. And the, the reckoning of the craft breweries, which, to be honest, I think has been one of the greatest things that's... Um, happened to the industry, honestly, yeah. to happen to for for our own personal lives and careers, it's probably going to end up being the best thing that could have happened. Yeah, and and I was just thinking about this the other day. I think that one of the biggest things to come from that is because so many stories were being shared. All of these things that you've thought your entire life that that's just something you have to put up with, and that's just how it is. Now it's like, oh, but I don't have to put up with that, right? And there can be another way. Like things don't have to work like this. And I think that's one of the most beautiful things Yeah, is hearing other women's stories in the industry and realizing that they're so similar to yours and your friends. Um, yeah. I mean, comment as, as it was all happening and as I was scrolling through the stories, there was so much of a, and you know, kind of in, Oh my God, Oh shit. So many of these things have happened to me or my friends and all the times we just went, you just, you know, you let it go, you let it slide, you hope it's better the next time. And it was that sort of magic eye-opening moment where you went, I don't have to let anyone else ever deal with this again. Yeah. And it can be better and it will be better, I think. Less creeps in the world. Yeah. Well, just just fucking reckoning. It's good. And it's good to know. And I think as well, I think it's important to have conversations because it's not, it's not just women in the industry. It's a lot of craft breweries mistreating employees. And we've known about some of those, especially in the States with some hype breweries that are like, well, we don't, we're not going to pay you shit because it's such an honor and a privilege to work here. here. Yeah. So I think that that whole attitude is changing and, and, and not just in the beer industry either, because it is this worldwide thing, right? The great resignation that's happening in the States. That's definitely coming to us. Australia, people are just demanding better working conditions and a little bit better treatment. Yep. Um, yeah. So I think I think it's all it's all happening, which is really exciting. So that was all in May, and then we got COVID. Well, <laughs> COVID came back. Delta happened. Delta happened, and we oh, went Delta. back into a lockdown, almost as bad as the second lockdown in Victoria. Yeah, as bad, worse. I don't know. Yeah, anymore. Yeah. It was long. And that was, was locked. Hard. Yeah. So, yeah, locking down end of May for lockdown four. And then came out, like, end of June, right? For, like, a week. For a week. And then locked down again into five. And then came out again for, like, five days. <laughs> we had lockdown six. And then we went into lockdown six. And we went into lockdown six at the beginning of August. And we did not come out of it until the end of October. <laughs> I feel like there was somewhere in there. I don't know. I thought we got to lockdown seven. No, no, no. Just six lockdowns. Oh, only yeah. six. Only six times. Yeah, only three, five six. Kilometers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then we were in lockdown for a long time. And I think that some of the momentum that Rat Magnet could have and should have had in Australia was definitely hindered a little bit by yeah. us going back into lockdown. and. Yeah, which I think... If you look at something like the Brave Noise project, so Brave Noise being like a collaboration beer to raise money and raise awareness, 
and we have had zero brave noise beers. In yeah. And it, and the thing is like, it's a pretty loose club. Like it's pretty loose recipe and it's really, you just need to, to be part of it. You need to be able to post and share, you know, how your business is set up in a way to protect your employees and protect your people. And I'm really sad and surprised that we haven't gotten there. I know that there's one brewer who's really, really pushing for it. And I know that she's going to make it happen before the end date of March 31st. Like I'm confident we're going to get one, but I, I, and again, this throws back to something that I've kind of been talking about a lot lately. Again, in my, that the kind of whispering back behind the scenes is like, where do you want to send, you know, women plus in the beer industry, like where are those safe places to tell them to look for, you know, to build their career, to look for jobs. And, and I feel like there's so few places that are openly or publicly supportive or have initiatives set up or have, you know, codes of conduct that they publicly share. And there's so few places like, you know, they probably fit on both hands. (laughs) Um, But, you know, those breweries, I think I would love to see all of them brew a brave noise beer before March 31st, yeah. which I know is like, ha, <laughs> hey, brew schedules. And also knowing like International Women's Day is coming up and we've got our Pink Woods collaboration beers that are coming up as well. So yeah. it's a lot, but the Brave Noise beer is, I think, one thing that's really sad in all of the rap magnet stuff yeah. is that no, we haven't had any Brave Noise beers in Australia yet. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> uh, and I understand that it's kind of like, you look at it, you look at what you need to do and it might look hard, but I don't think it's actually that hard to, to hit what the bare minimum of initiatives are. And I think everybody should be there anyway. Yeah. And just, just to like stand up, put your hand up and say, Hey, we're a safe place. And we go, you know, we've, we've put some work in. Yeah. Um, there's just, I know the breweries that I, you know, since I started asking this question, you know, I have had some feedback have to talk to some brewery owners and I feel really confident about a few places. Yeah. But there's certainly not enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's also expectations and hopes for 2022 Tiff. And we are still talking about 2021. I know. I keep getting excited. <laughs> Just really. It's hard. Being optimistic about the future. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, right. So we were in lockdown. Um, for, most, for five months. For a year. long time. Yeah. Like, and then coming out, Stone and Wood sold at some point, um, which was wild. And that kind of was shocking for the industry, I think, at that time. Maybe they sold in August. I don't remember. It was probably September. September. Yeah. Yeah. So they sold um, and they took Fixie and Two Birds with them. And that's just, I mean... I have very strong opinions. Tiff and I do have different, 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 have, different, differentiating. Yeah. Nope, no words. Differentiating, different. We just we have different. We have yeah. we have different opinions. We have agreed to disagree. <laughs> we will always agree to disagree because that's healthy. <laughs> um, and you know, it's it is a personal thing for me. I was really, really upset about it. Um, I just hate seeing staunch independent strong breweries that have been so vibrantly independent um sell out and it kind of breaks my heart um every time it happens which does bring me back to the thing that i've always said to people is like 
don't stand up in front of people and like say you'll never, ever, ever thing because <laughs> you don't know what we've learned. And like, even in my own life is you just don't know what's going to happen. You, in the future. So you kind know. of have to give yourself a little wiggle room to get out of any situation. Yeah. Um, because you just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. 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 So true. Which I think is that's, you know, you set expectations with your fans and I think that, okay, I understand expectation is one that's, you know, it's really hard to swallow. For me, is going back and forth on it, like, from a personal point of view, if I worked my ass off for 11 years, 12 years, and put everything I had into something, and I hit retirement age, and someone gave me, you know, millions of dollars, well, I'd fucking take it. Yeah. Well, and I mean, the good thing about Stone and Wood selling out, and it was kind of the same thing with, like, New Belgium in the States, right, is that their employee, like, their employees got a really big payout from it. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, that is a shining light. And a lot of their employees that have been with them for a long time, 100% fucking deserve that money. Exactly. Um, and good on them. And I hope they take it and they go start breweries. And you know what? I think. Or do whatever they want to do. I mean, I, my hope is that the result of this will be kind of like, I don't know, vi- envisioning this as like, you know, a spider sack. <laughs> And you bust it open. I don't. A I don't open. like envisioning that, Tiff. But and go on. There's everybody that kind of their own ideas, and they've learned lots. And you, you take your skills, and you know, let's be honest, the investment, and you take it out, and you build new things. Yeah, new things come from it, and it does open the doors for new people. I see where you come from. New, sustainable, diverse businesses. Yes. Yes. And hopefully. Realistically, Stonewood Pacific Ale is such a massive chain like it was such a massive catalyst to the craft beer industry yeah yeah i mean Um, it defined a style like that beer defines a style it It defines defines the pacific global style yeah yeah it's kind of amazing brought galaxy hops to the forefront keep you know take that you don't need to change that yeah bring that to the masses and then let's you know let's look let's look forward let's Let's have more let's have more let's have better But like, I, you know, keep the sustainable and diversity and those pieces of the ethos of what all of those businesses have been and, you know, build on that into new things. Yep. hundred percent. Let's talk about booze. What happened in booze this year, man? Um, Uh, Rise of non-alcoholics and low outs. Massive rise. To happen to booze in 2021 was no booze. Yeah. And that excites me because... As Lindsay knows, and she kind of hates that I do this, but I quite often will take a break from drinking. I don't hate that you do that, Tiff. First of all, I do not hate. I'm totally in support of it. I don't drink that much. I do when I'm drinking. I drink too much. And so I will quite often go, right, I'm not going to drink for the next three weeks or four weeks. But some, then when you finish a day of work and you come home and you have your non out beer, you're kind of like, cool, well, I feel good now. Like, I don't... don't crave the drinking anymore because you're still enjoying a tasty beer yeah and man there were some good non-alcs this year yeah what what was your favorite non-alc this year Ooh, see tough one because i think it has to go a few ways Uh, obviously i tried a lot this year (laughs) there were a lot um i think for an everyday fridge filler the bridge road free time yep very good and even so the brick lane sidewinder which is a little bit higher on that one really good again good mouthfeel yeah good mouthfeel for an under one percenter yep the Molly Rose. The sour, the... The strawberry sour. So good. So good. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of just juice, but <laughs> I really enjoy it. It's really good. 
It was really tasty. Um, yeah, but even just like, you know, we saw Big Drop come over to the to over to Australia. I think yeah. they're, I think what they brought with them to Australia was some really interesting techniques that mm. I think we've seen maybe even picked up in some other not Alex here. Yeah. Um, Nort expanding, I think really yeah. cool. And I think a really good, I mean, for me, it's like looking at the expansion of where craft beer can go is like what jazz created with Nort at Modus Operandi, I think is really important and has so much potential and opportunity there. Mm. And then athletic brewing being at Woolies, yeah, that's massive. such a game changer. Yeah. And I, you know, for, I wish we had more of the athletic brewing beers here. I'm really really interested to taste their limited releases and their seasonals. They look so good. Um, I think they have a female head brewer as well. Or well she seems awesome. Follow her on Instagram. Um, as you do with most people. But yeah, so much good non-oak beer. Right? It's exciting. Like personally, I haven't, I haven't actually got much into non-oaks. I need to probably drink more non-oaks. Um, I'm interested to see where that and like low alks go. Like I love the idea of being able to smash back some 3.5% beers. Yeah. And it's like some good ones. It's not, you don't have to worry about it, you know, like a really good 3.5% lager on a yeah. hot day. That's fucking great. And you know what? To go along with this, the introduction of the low calorie, low carb beers in Australia, which I was super against at first. Personally, I was like, what's the point? Tiff just really wants Miller High Life. I mean, I always want Miller High Or Michelob Ultra. I don't like Michelob mm, Fizzy water. <laughs> With a little bit of sulfur. Mm. But we had, um, you know, Ballistic put out a low-carb beer. I was like, what's the point? It's like half a piece of bread less per can. And then when you think about it, like, you have six beers, which, let's be honest, on a Friday night, you probably are having six beers well, now you're like half a loaf of bread, less of carbs. And I'm like, okay, still tastes really good. And it's really, really refreshing. Mm. Um, and then to go along down that refreshing route. Seltzers. I mean, we, we saw it coming. We knew it was coming. Yeah, we knew it was coming. But man, 2021, we saw a lot of new seltzers here. Yeah, heaps. And like more and more breweries are putting out seltzers. I'm just waiting for like the really good ginger beer phase to kick on. Like I want every single brewery to make a freaking great ginger I beer. Did. I think they did. Did they? I think a lot of breweries, I think a lot more. Tried and failed. Think. Well, no, I think if you go into a lot of tap rooms, you'll find a lot of people are making ginger beer. Okay, well, I haven't seen that so it. far. I really love, I'm really into ginger beers right now. It's the only thing I want to drink. So spicy, so fizzy, so spicy, fizzy water. I have a great palate. I just want spicy, fizzy, spicy sugary, sugary water. <laughs> um, but yeah, nice. seltzers, so many seltzers out there. Um, Tiff, well, what's what's your favorite one? I knew you were going to ask me that. and I Because I'm, I'm going to just say the mill. Um, mm. the mill, like oh, blueberry one, that shit ah. is so good. Um, I love that seltzer. It is like 6%, but I can crush it like soda. <laughs> it's so tasty. The can art is also really cool. And congratulations to the mill on their expansion, even in like, cause they just got like a nice little production brewery going, but that seltzer rocks my world, man. I've not had that yet. It's really good. You know what I was going to say? Do you want to go I, drive and get one right now? Kind of. So New Year's Eve, so it still counts as 2021. I had the Burnley Finger Lime and Lemon Myrtle. Yeah, I haven't tried that yet. It was really good. Yeah. It's just really refreshing. And also, you know how Lemon Myrtle can often get quite, like, 
dish soapy. It does real quick. Yeah. Um, just really good light use of it. it yes. Yeah. Nice. We did also drop lemon lime sorbet in it and made seltzer spiders and it was fucking tasty. Um, I'm totally here for that. <laughs> because I, I will admit I'm a little bit of a, I like white grapefruit white claw. Yeah, well, Tiff, you're American. I know, and the, I, I mean, the the difference is right. It's not back sweetened. They don't add such like oh, they probably add a little bit of citric acid, but because it's not back sweetened, it's just like a low hum of flavor in the mm. background. But I also drink a lot of flavored soda water. Yeah. As we're sitting at the table now, and there's a raspberry one in front of mm-hmm, us. Mm-hmm. Like we buy buy cases of it every week. Yeah. Um. So I like that, and like the dull hum of. A, a hint of flavor yeah but then you know in, in australia the flavor palette is certainly like punchier and so everybody's you know back sweetening with some sweetener and they've got the citric acid in and yeah like they're bumped up and they're good because the other one i like is the moondog lemon squeezy i fucking love that one i also haven't had that one <gasps> good beer week this year we went to the wrestling and I drank oh, yeah. lemon squeezies all night and I do not regret it at all. Yeah. Look, seltzers after, like, I'm just happy that there is something to get you through good beer week. That doesn't mean you're going on the gin and sodas <laughs> so early <laughs> because, you know, like you do after so many days of drinking so much beer, you just want something really fizzy and hydrating. Yeah. Um, and seltzers kind of fit that mold. Yeah. And I'm here for it. I like, look. I am not – I think that we can get interesting flavors in a lot of things. And I think that the more that seltzers grow and develop, the more beer is going to grow and develop. And if we can move out of this hazy thing, which I think we very slowly are um, – I, yeah, 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 yeah. I think every sales rep in Australia who sells beer would disagree with you. Oh, fuck. I don't really know, I guess. I know. I'm still like, 2022, <laughs> the year of the lager. 2021 was the year. No, no, not the year of the logger. <laughs> year of the logger. Uh, right. So did you ever see one of those Moondog fizzer machines? Yes. Not in real life. I haven't seen one in real life. I would love to. Like, I know, I know it exists, but I have yet to see it in real life. I would really, I just want to like go up to one and put my cup under it. And like, yeah. And do, um, do a suicide. Yeah. Like a post mix machine. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm totally down for that. If anyone from Moondog's listening and wants to send us a post-mix machine. Oh, send us the whole machine. Um, hey, Moondog, can you send our dinky little podcast a full post-mix machine of your seltzers? That would be great. Um, <laughs> also, Beer Agents for Change. That was a big... Sorry, I'm getting back to the 2021 review, Tiff. Um, beer Agents for Change. Do you want to talk about that? Do you want to discuss that? We never posted that podcast. Did that we, we not? No. no we didn't. But I'm kind of okay with that. Tiff and I recorded a podcast, but it was just at a very dark point <laughs> in time. And I think the whole thing was <laughs> probably dark <laughs> um, <laughs> and sad. Yeah. So. Beer agents for change. Right. So what happened was, you know, the rap magnet started posting stories. So thank you, Brian, for kicking everything off. And. There was an immediate visceral reaction, I think especially for some of us who've been in the beer industry in Australia for a while. So like, you know, a lot of years now. And we, it was kind of one of those things where like we were all feeling it and we felt like we needed to do something. And there was a little bit of like talking to Crafty and talking to, you know, Richard Adamson and 
as everyone's kind of connecting, going, you're feeling this way. Well, so is Jane. So is Carolee. So is Jesse. And so we ended up coming together. So mm-hmm. originally it was myself, Jane Lewis from Two Birds, Kiralee Beardiva, and Jesse from Craft Instinct. Mm-hmm. And we just kind of went, right, we have to do something. I don't know what. Let's figure it out. Let's work together. Um, so we started working on a survey because what we found was the general sentiment in Australia was that it's not that bad here. It's just not that bad. There's That's an American problem. problem. It's not our problem. Everything's fine here. So in order to establish a baseline, and also because there seemed to be a need to prove that there was an issue, we set up a survey within the industry in Australia and sent it around and collected results. Um, we brought Roxy from Stomping Ground on board as well. Um, massive, massive resource. So so skilled, so mm-hmm. very good at helping us pull everything together. Yeah, and for those who don't know, Roxy is HR at Stomping Ground. Yeah. She's our HR. Massive, like such great people skills, people and culture. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we really need that to pull all this together. So we kind of, you know, we kind of all had our own things that we were bringing into it. So we did the survey and we pulled together, you know, some social media and the results, to be honest, took us a really long time to get through. Um, I think one, because we were in lockdown. Yeah. So it was really hard to get together and organize things. But we, and because it was, you know, the results were pretty shocking. Yeah. So I think the, you know, the big headline grab that we pulled out for our media release was that 38% of people who answered the survey had been harassed or abused in the workplace. Mm -hmm. That's a big number Mm. and maybe even not enough. Yeah. And I think 90% of the the 38% were identified as women. Yep. So it was a lot. It was shocking. Um, You know, there's very few women leading our industry. So something like, you know, the number comes down to being less than 10% of women of leadership positions are filled by um, women or people of color. Yep. <laughs> I know this is not going to be shocking for anybody who's no. in the beer industry here. Um, so yeah, so we kind of pulled that together as the baseline to share results and also just to get things going and decide what else we could do. Um, we worked with the IBA to get a code of conduct together for the Independent Brewers Association here. Which is such a major accomplishment. Yeah, I think I'm... The way the code of conduct in the end was brought out, I'm pretty happy with where it stands. And and I know that the IBA at this point has been able to actually use it. Yeah. Um, which is a really good place to be, I think. I think it made me feel really comfortable that we're moving in the right direction and getting support from some people who are in quite high positions. Um, but yeah, so the survey is really just to establish the baseline. Yeah. But anyway, so... <laughs> We did that. We had, you know, bringing that all to life. Um, Crafty Pint really helped us out a lot. Massively helped us bring that to life. And then... Cheers, Crafty. And then um, a journalist from the ABC picked up the story and he really helped us run with it. Um, Thanks, Jeremy. And, you know, getting some coverage on it, getting a few more people talking about it. I know that there's still a lot of, like, unsure what to do, which I think we will be addressing on an episode shortly. Yep. What, you know, what do we do now? What's the road? Yeah. What's the road to redemption? And there's a lot of, I mean, we're still trying to figure that out, but 
Yeah, so... But the ball's moving. We've got the ball moving. We've got a pledge put together. There's lots of things that are still going to come from Barry Agents for Change. We're recruiting some more people in because we just, you know, as, as anything, when you get bigger and we all still have full-time jobs and some of us maybe have a few too many extracurriculars. <laughs> um, me and I have a lot of projects on my plate at the moment. <laughs> I mean, exciting things. I'm happy about it, but some people don't know how to say no to everything that comes away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. Beer agents. Great. Good. Beer agents. Yep. Good. I feel like we're moving in the right direction and making changes, which I think is really important because now that we've established, yes, there is a problem and yes, it does happen here. Yep. Now we can start to work on things. Yeah, absolutely. Excited. Um, such a big Thing to come out of this year or to come out of 2021 mm. and to be fair for how shit 2021 was um like i think personally for both of us in our lives it was a pretty big year <laughs> i think it was pretty massive yeah. and a lot of um growth and development and um maybe some clarification happened yeah i think we we both got better at talking about our problems but also I don't know, working through, working towards solutions, maybe? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and career-wise, I mean, for me, 2021 was wild. I broke my hand. I broke two bones in my foot <laughs> on separate occasions. So Indeed, the breakable woman. <laughs> six months out of the year, I was maimed. But because of that, I got to learn a lot of things that I wouldn't have normally learned. Yeah. I would have never worked in a brewery office role. Like you wouldn't have been able to force me to do that. And then all of a sudden I actually was forced to do that. And holy shit. Um, I know. I'm really excited <laughs> for what you learn. So when much. stuck in an office. And I was, yeah, losing my shit. Um, and then like mental health, I know for me personally, I took it a lot more serious this year. Um, I, you know, started therapy and I think everyone should see a therapist at this point in time. <laughs> Y'all need it. Cause if you've been living through the world <laughs> since 2020, <laughs> you fucking need a therapist. Trust me. Um, and yeah, just like, despite all the chaos in the beer industry, I think there's also an incredible amount of hope. Oh, that's so positive. I like it. And Tiff, you, you changed jobs yeah. at the end of the year. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I had a bit of a tough year. Yeah. I had a really, like, to be honest, I had a really bad boss, not my direct manager. She was amazing. Um, but I had a boss who was gaslighting me and really fucked with me mentally. Really bad um, situation. And being locked down means meant that it was really hard to kind of deal with it. Yeah. Um, but I'm now, I've moved to an, a new role. I'm working at the IBA now. Yay! Woo! It's exciting to be working back in beer again. And I'm really excited. I mean, it, it's it's going to be a, it's going to be hard to do everything. Yeah. It's not an easy role. Um, but I'm excited. And I think it's going to be good to learn and make shit happen. And see so much of the industry from a, that yeah. perspective as well. That's just a really beautiful opportunity. Man. And it's kind of cool. I mean, it is kind of cool actually rolling into it as a maternity leave contract. So I'm kind of coming in, getting shit done, and then kind of see what happens mid-year. Yeah. Um, but I'm kind of excited to just come in and and working 
marketing for Good Beer Week. I mean, I I have done it before. Yeah. It's kind of wild. Like, yeah. I did it seven years ago. I don't even know if I got paid for it. <laughs> um, that was, I think that was about the seven or eight years ago was the last time I did marketing for Good Beer Week. Yeah. You know, it's kind of fun rolling back in. And it's like, in some ways, nothing's changed. But in other ways, it's like, which is so much more mature. Yeah. Um, which is good. And, and I kind of look back as well of all of the time that I spent, one, not working in independent beer, but two, working in so many different kinds of things. So working as a bar owner and a business owner and working in, you know, the biggest beer company in the world and working yeah. in an international role and working, you know, working locally in different businesses is like what I've come back with is like so much experience to bring back in. Mm. It's kind of, well, it's kind of good. It's kind of good to actually see. Kind of good, Tiff. I think kinda, it's like pretty fucking excellent. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's good for me personally to just see how even I've changed. Yeah. Learned. It's good. I'm excited. Yeah. And then, yeah. Come at me halfway through the year and we'll see what's happening next. Yeah. Can't, can't, can't wait. Can't wait for everything that we have. It's um, Kind I mean, of. I can bring my dog to the office. Going on. It's exciting. <laughs> when you get to go back to the office. Again. <laughs> Sit at my home office again. Uh, that's 2022. Um, yeah. So this is, so I guess this is just an entire episode for a 2021 wrap up. Um, yeah. We were going to just do a split 2021 and then going into 2022. But I think 2021 deserved its own entire episode of us just sitting here and talking through shit. Um, and yeah, what a fucking year, man. And I feel like we've already lived through 2022, <laughs> but um, we'll get into that. The first week Next. of 2022. Yeah, man. Um, any any final thoughts, Tiff? What do you want to What do you want to leave the fine people with? <laughs> I think that what I would want to finish this episode with is that we had a big and tough and also somewhat awesome 2021. What we've come out with was a lot of learnings and. I'm kind of really excited for watching the world open up again and watching everything we built actually have time to grow. Yeah. That's, that's me. How about you? What do you want to leave 2021? What do you want to close out 2021 with lens? Man, I, you know, I think taking 2021 just a little bit more confidence. You know, the harder the years are, when you come out of them, you're coming out stronger and hopefully a little bit more confident in yourself because you just did it. And I think that if there's one thing that everyone, like I, I want every, every woman I know in the beer industry um, to come out of 2021 with and moving forward into 2022 is like, we have power and yes. we are worthy and we can make change happen. We can make shit happen. Um, that. So that's, that's what I'm leaving with. I like it. I like it a lot. Yep. All right. So uh, thanks. Thank you. Thank you. We need, do we need like a, like a, I don't know. No, okay. We'll work towards that another time. Yeah, we'll figure that out anyway, another day. Um, we'll, uh, we'll catch you next time on Crack the Ceiling. <laughs> you can find us on Instagram. Oh, yeah, you can find us. That's how we close. I forgot. I honestly forgot how we close off podcasts. I was like, do we just end it now? How do we do this? <laughs> right, <laughs> Tiff, where can you find... 
you where can you find you where can where can we find you we can find me at Fear Girl Bites on all social media. Yep. Linz, where can we find you? You can find me at Talk Beardy to Me on all social media. And you can you find, can find us at Crack the Ceiling Podcast. Uh, yeah, shoot us a message and we'd love to hear from you. Thanks. Bye. Bye.